previously on the Natural Lifestyles podcast. Pete Davidson's dating life. He's this regular dude. Let's be honest, he's dating one after the other hot chick, Kim Kardashian for a while. So when I heard the news that Pete is now dating the Polish supermodel Emily, I thought I'll make a video and go a little bit deeper into why is that. I found an old clip from one year ago where Emily talks about Dave. She literally said things like, he's super charming. Okay, that makes sense. He's vulnerable. He's lovely. He has fingernail polish. <laughs> a great relationship with his mother. And you know, it's overall really hard to find guys like that. Is that the key really? I have to be vulnerable and lovely and and put paint on my nails. Very confusing message here by Emily. Number one, Pete has social freedom. He is socially free, which basically means there's a lot of women out there who would never date Pete, who got offended within 90 seconds of meeting him. But on the flip side of that, there are certain women who absolutely love him. They are getting addicted to that energy. They're being drawn to him. Number two, charm. What does charm really mean? It has many elements. Obviously, by you improving your social freedom, automatically you will be more charming. You will increase your charisma. Really charming charm is at its core more intrinsic. You can't just replicate it by watching YouTube videos, building that resilience and you not caring about the immediate outcome, but of you doing the action, you will be rewarded and your charisma will go up. Another thing which makes Pete really charismatic is he has actually a strong masculine side, but it's very balanced. He's not over eagerly trying to look like a strong, tough guy. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Number three, lifestyle setup. So where is Pete meeting all these women? He's meeting them at Saturday Night Life. He's meeting them at the place where he's incredibly comfortable where he's the king, where he's the boss, where he's leading people, where he knows what's up. On a global level, he's less rich and less famous than the girls he's dating. The location where he's meeting them, he's totally flipping that power dynamic. So suddenly, he's the leader and they're the followers. And that's where the seduction happens. That's where he's comfortable. That's where he can be a little bit cheeky, where he can put a little pressure on girls, where he can make them a little jealous, which is really important when you're dating on a high level. Jealousy obviously has a negative kind of vibe to it, but if you really, trust me, if you really wanna date nines and tens, especially consistently, you have to use the tool of jealousy. So obviously he's the boss there, right? He's probably flirting with the coworker, he's flirting with the art director, he's flirting with the female scriptwriter, as he is also flirting with Kim and she's like, oh my God. And then something just switches in her brain. She's forgetting that she's Kim Kardashian with tens of millions of followers for a second. And she's going back into her little girl mode where she's like, I want the guy who is wanted by all the other girls. <laughs> and then that's where he's probably coming in and you know, he, he does the seduction there. He plants the right seeds. And as we know, he's planting seeds earlier, as we see in that other rejection clip. Think about it. How is your environment? How can you seduce girls on a consistent basis? How could you even create an environment where girls come in more often? Because a lot of the time, the dating situation of most men looks like this. They're going to a club and maybe they do some pre-drinks at home and then they have one night at the club where it needs to happen. And if it doesn't happen tonight, then they're depressed at home. And then it's like 2 a.m., 80% of the girls already left, all the hot ones left long ago, and then they're choosing the really 
ugly one, sorry. Then they just repeat that cycle every week instead of building a lifestyle where they're just consistently exposed to higher and higher level women and then they can be more relaxed in that situation. Pete doesn't need to make it happen on that one evening because he knows girls will keep flowing in, the same women will keep coming back, he can plant certain seeds, he can show himself as the leader in that environment, he can be cheeky, he can be charming, he can be a gentleman like we discussed and then that seed will grow in the girl's mind until she comes back next time and then he closes the deal. But Alex, I'm not working at SNL, what should I do, I hear you say. Do the basic version of this, which is get a picnic blanket, choose a spot where it looks nice at sunset, bring some friends together, have a male collaborator who also knows some girls and then do a little bit evening sunset picnic with beers, some snacks, a guitar with a two to one ratio. Because we talked about jealousy, we talked about we want to have usually more women than men in our social events. The parties I create have a golden minimum ratio of three to one. So there will never be less than three women per one guy on the one we call it as I do. You can do that literally next week if you put a little bit of effort on it, not because it will massively change your life from one picnic, but you will start learning the lessons of lifestyle design, of seduction and of social circle game. And social circle game is incredibly powerful because even though men are the competitive ones and want to compete and fight against each other, really at its core, at their core, Women are incredibly competitive. They're constantly comparing themselves with each other. They're always looking what the other girl is up to. They're very jealous. They're very driven by that. So they want to be also better and better and better, just like on the feminine side, not the masculine one. So they don't want to have bigger muscles and more money. They want to be more beautiful. They want to, you know, have a more beautiful boyfriend, stuff like that. You will learn all those lessons by going deeper and deeper into social circle game and learning more about lifestyle design. If you want to get really deep in that, you can click on the other videos on my channel where I go a little more into depth on that. Number four, style. Now let's look at Pete's style for a second. Let's look at some photos here. He's wearing nail polish. He's wearing kind of high school kind of vibe, pretty boyish. He's absolutely mixing color. Nothing makes sense. There's no composition in that sense. What's going on? Very confusing. Does this mean that if you would dress like him, if you would buy the selected items in a shop and would put on the same outfit like him, that you would be more charismatic and sexy? No, <laughs> you would look ridiculous, dude. Like, look at it. It looks ridiculous, but it still works. Why does it work? Style is an incredibly important element when it comes to seduction and dating, simply because it is the first thing that people see, right? As you walk up to a woman, as you are at a social event, the first thing you will communicate, vibe out into the world is the way you dress. Before you open your mouth, before you do some funny joke or whatever, put pressure for your eye contact on a girl, she will judge you based on your fashion, on the things you put on and the things you don't put on. So you basically don't have a choice. You will be communicating something about you, which is an incredible power. And you want to use that power to communicate something about you that you want to communicate. You want to basically find your archetype. Now, what do I mean by archetype when it comes to dressing well and when it comes to style? Obviously, there's archetypes from the more historical kind of way of the king and the lover and the magician, which we know from certain books. When it comes to style, we're trying to think what is the core masculine archetype of a certain piece of clothing? Let's think about a leather jacket. Many people wear leather jackets these days, but who was kind of the first? 
It was the rockers, it was the bikers. They had leather jackets to protect themselves from the concrete when they would drop off their bike. Now everybody's wearing leather jackets, but still through movies and through other type of memes in that sense, we still associate a leather jacket with the cool biker, with freedom, with a guy who doesn't care so much what people think, who is strong, who is on a machine, who is maybe fixing a machine. Similar with a lumberjack shirt. Am I chopping wood in the woods on weekends just because I'm wearing that shirt? No, but I get the benefit of being associated with that masculine activity by wearing something like this. If I wear boat shoes and a white bottom up, does it mean I own a yacht? No, but through magazines and movies and music videos, I can communicate that element through my style. I can communicate luxury, elegance, appreciating nature and ocean through literally just putting on that outfit. What is Pete doing? He is the rebel. He's the rock star. He's the guy who doesn't give a fuck. That's what his clothing is communicating. And he's basically doubling down on that energy through his style and fashion, which attracts a certain type of audience, pushes away another type of audience. If you think about it, Kim Kardashian was dating Kanye West before he's also dressing really just how he wants very wide hoodies he has his own fashion label he makes weird stuff he doesn't really care if people love the design he's just being himself he designs what he thinks is cool and then people catch on to that and they like it as well also he's attracting the type of girls who would appreciate the fun kind of buddy he's the cool boyfriend he's the guy you can get drunk with on a wednesday evening he's the guy you can watch a movie with or binge through a whole netflix show you know he's not the business guy who is always on time and gets up at five in the morning to hit the gym before anybody else so he will attract the type of girls who also want that inner partner currently a woman's needs will shift through her life maybe at the beginning she wants the crazy party guy drug dealer type of vibe then later she wants the more healthy guy and then later she wants the more business guy as she's doing a family and then she wants the totally settled loving himself stable guy women go through different phases in their life as well of course but clearly pete knows his archetype when it comes to fashion he's doubling down on it through the pieces he's picking and it works for him doesn't mean it would work for you and as a bonus number five the mom Emily mentions that Pete has a great relationship with his mom. Now, of course, this is a little bit out of our control, although it is an incredibly powerful thing if you had troubles with your parents in the past to confront them and try to make peace, take action when it comes to building a strong relationship with your parents. This is one of the hardest things to do in life. I understand that. But why is Emily mentioning this? She mentioned five things and one of them is the mom. Well, first of all, it shows that you maybe had a good childhood because you kept a good relationship with your parents which means you're probably not traumatized, which is obviously good. Like I don't have to uh, explain why it's good to not be in a relationship with a traumatized person versus a psychologically healthy person. Also, it can show that you value family values, that you value relationship between parents and children. And women obviously cannot stop their instinct from trying to make babies and trying to have a good family one day and choosing a guy 
that has a high chance of giving them a good baby and a good family in the future, if he values the relationship with her mom, well, he will probably also value his relationship to his future son, to his future daughter as well, which is great if you think about it, if she thinks long term, I want this guy to be a father, I want this guy to be the father of my children one day. Does she consciously think like this? when she's choosing to have sex with him for the first time? Absolutely not. But as we know, the subconscious is much, much stronger than the conscious mind. So she literally can't help herself. She hears him talking highly about his mother and instantly some switch in her brain goes off that says, good father, fuck him. <laughs> and that's how it is. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural, Natural Lifestyles, Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The, the Natural, Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.